Blog Talk Radio.
divine, all blessed. Olo damare mo kilo ni mo wo gun merin aye, mother, father, creator, God. I greet the new day. I greet the four directors that create the world. I greet the ancestors that show us who which we now stand upon. I am because my creators are all-powerful, all-knowing, infinite, operating within the confines of all things for my good. You are now listening live and always an archive at your leisure and convenience to the Divine Prince, Pan-African spiritualist, practitioner, author, and advisor, Nelagoon Oloye Hudu Obeya Bokor sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, universal, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a Pan-African hoodoo world spiritualist perspective, understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veil, for it is all just an illusion and a test, and one of the greatest divine mysteries of our life cycle. This is my constant prayer, my mantra, affirmation, reverberation, reiteration, and my ever-living reality. It is crucial to the very foundation of my understanding, my teaching, my walk, my works along this divine, all-blessed life path and journey. It is how I, the Divine Prince, make sense out of all that we are challenged with here in our daily existence on Mother Father Earth, and it is my personal place of power and understanding, the place from where I began, the place from where I realized and crystallized all my endeavors, understanding that I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny and I and I alone create and co-create my divine, all-blessed reality. And so it is, I say, today is Monday, December 24, 2018, and I am emanating and vibrating with you and for you live, virtually, verbally, cosmically, quantum, universally, from this working temple of the House of the Divine Prince, Thai Potions, Hoodoo Central, Black Hawk Voodoo in this legendary, historic, beautiful, and most enchanted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana, the land of my ancestors and those who came before me along this spiritualist Voodoo Obeya life path and journey, passing down the great Obeya stick along with the knowledge of the healing, life-giving herbs, roots, plants, rituals, spirits, and minerals. Respect the Voodoo. Please do continue to support and join me here at high noon U.S. Central Standard Time for the Power Lunch, Revolutionary Hoodoo, New Orleans Hoodoo, Secrets and Recipes here on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen premise. My live listening and calling number is area code 347 When you are ready with your question, comment, or request, please press the number one on your telephone keypad, and I will unmute your mic. Also, my website, where I can be reached, utilizing various means virtually 24 hours a day, is 
www.houseofthedivineprince.com. And please do visit me, Denise Augustine and Historic Treme at www.oursacredstoryuse.com. All is truly and indeed a blessing. I did a short, brief video about the thinning of the veils on yesterday, and I was asked to elaborate, if you will, just a little bit more on that today during our show. If you have a question or a comment, do press the number one, and I'll be glad to respond to you. The veils are thinnest between the world and North America at winter solstice. Not Halloween, winter solstice. Halloween is commonly believed to be thinned veils, and we have associated that with Halloween and All Saints Day and All Souls Day and Day of the Dead. It is evidenced by the portal of jinn, demons, generational curses, spirits, conflict spirits, troublemaking spirits that arise in the air during the holiday season. The holiday of joy and cheer, wealth and excess is the greatest distraction to this seasonal occurrence. People lose a sense of self that affects almost every aspect of our sense of personal identity. And it is so pervasive as to be construed as sort of the normal thing or it is what people do during the holidays. In emergency rooms, sobriety centers, detox and mental health facilities, therapists, counselors, social workers do not rest during the holiday season. And as a result of these gin, these demons, freeborn through a portal opened at winter solstice, we see higher rates of certain activities during the holiday season. Depression, financial crisis, homelessness. I also believe the absence of light is a further contributing factor to this well-ingrained societal pathology. I also, in recent days, did a brief video on the effects of the absence of light for us existing in in North America, in the northern in the northern hemisphere, and how that ultimately uh, affects your mood, your chemistry, your lack of vitamin D. It it greatly affects us on every level, and so you must plan for, budget for, make extra allowance. Just as you would if you were lacking vitamin C, just as you would if you were lacking sleep or you were lacking exercise, you budget for, you allow for, you create a space to increase that thing that is beneficial to you, that is most desirable to you, that is operating in your best interest. I also believe this absence of light allows certain spirits, certain gens that are normally freeborn in our 
universe to make greater contact through these thin veils with humanity. I also believe the absence of light um, affects us in many scientifically proven ways health-wise, and so we are encouraged by the medical professionals to to seek greater volumes of, of vitamin D, often through through diet, uh, eating of the proper foods and exercise, but also uh, increase your exposure to light and to natural light as much as possible during the winter months. These gin show up, according to the standard list, as pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, sloth, many of these words we don't commonly use anymore in our vernacular. Many of these archetypes are greatly removed from our our consciousness in everyday activity. We talk about hating. We understand jealousy, which, by the way, is not necessarily uh, a word on the list, but it's hidden behind one of these gems. It is a symptom of the presence of one of these gems. Just being lazy and not doing the work and not wanting to see the next person do the work is sloth, wrath, is any sense of um, hatred, anger, bitterness that is not only not necessary or useful or helpful or beneficial, but is also now set up as a toxin, a cancer literally to yourself, to other people, and ultimately to the the spiritual network, for indeed we are connected. Separation, isolation is an illusion. Separation, isolation are areas that tend to be heightened by way of these gen during holiday season. So people who, who tend to be isolated or separated tend to experience and feel that at a greater degree even more during the holiday season. Many things that we find that we can ignore, that we can press back, that we can meditate away and and act in our zen for most of the year, we are much more sensitive to, if not vulnerable to, during the winter solstice, which for us in North America correspond with the holiday season. And though this is not an exhaustive list by any means, they are at the root of many symptomatic conditions that have their origins in these before-mentioned gens. For example, the spirit of depression and suicide, gens that attack self-esteem and self-worth, Alcoholism and drug addiction are unfortunately year-round, but there is a spirit that increases relapse and works against sobriety during the season. Your thing might be food. There's a certain percentage of our society, of our culture, that is expected to, anticipated to sort of go off the rails a little bit as it relates to their diet during the holiday season. And we attribute it to the holiday season and good food 
family and friends and, and partying and, and celebration. But even in that, there are a great number of herbs and roots and spices and aromas and, and, and silver and gold and shiny things present in greater consecrated degrees during our holiday season than any other time of the year that draw and invoke spirit, that draw and invoke gem, that draw and invoke positive vibrations just as well as negative ones. We overfocus, we say it's the time of good cheer and it's, it's a time of great celebration, but we are all on some level aware, cognizant of the disorder that often shows up during the holiday season. And so take care, self-care this holiday season. Do not do what is only going to last you for a day or for a week, but do what is within your best interest that will carry you every day, year-round, and into the future. The thinning of the veil is something that has a profound effect on many people, even so-called non-spiritual people. Some people don't feel anything. Some people, spiritual and even magical people claim not to experience or feel anything. But other people feel like their world is being completely turned around during the holidays. People who are highly sensitive to energy and who pick up quickly on shifts in energy around them at any given time normally can feel really out of sorts during the holiday season. And if they're not regurgitating their own experiences, experiences in the past, traumas from the past. I've had many negative holidays. I've had many positive holidays. But by far, I have to work consciously to defeat the spirit, the memory of the negative holidays and claim to feel it at Samhain. I'm saying Beltane, uh, Halloween, something that I personally think is psychosomatic. I believe all spiritual people are conditioned to see and hear and feel certain things around particular archetypes. You are almost expected to feel something at the full moon because it's said to be. You're expected to feel something at Halloween because we say so. And it also happens um, during other great seasonal changes, lunar, solar events. But we aren't necessarily taught to expect it during the holidays because, again, the industries of commercialism and marketing and capitalism and money-making want you to feel good, want your triggers to be those that lead to the spinning of your resources. But I argue that these veils are the thinnest at Christmas. And almost all are affected at this time when many of us are usually um, strong guards of how we feel and how we respond to things and what our triggers are and the avoidance of those triggers. 
I believe the symptoms show up much greater for the thinning bell during the holiday season than Halloween. And I find that many are much more vulnerable than they would. We make excuses. We've gotten into certain patterns, but especially in so-called conscious and spiritual circles and communities, this can be environments that are extremely methodological, mathematical, scientific. So the need for empathy, intuition, emotion, spirituality are required to address thinning bills. These qualities can also be heightened during this period of thinning bills. Truth will stand up in your family, in your bloodline, in your genes during these holiday seasons. Gede will show up at your family functions and your family events and eat your food and drink your liquor and tell your secrets and release unresolved challenges into the room, into the environment. The need for empathy, intuition, emotion, spirituality are required to operate in any realm of consciousness, spirituality, but indeed to be operating as a healer or a spiritualist. A qualified healer and spiritualist have been tried in the fire, have stood trial by fire, have died and indeed been born anew and have come back. We've walked through tragedy, pain, destruction, homelessness, starvation, death, crises, to only have the voodoo truly tested, put to a test, and then operate as a demonstration for those to absorb that experience. And there is a a need today. I, I call it the shortcut. There's a need for the shortcut. There's a need for what I can acquire in a weekend, what I can acquire in a month in Ghana or Nigeria, and an avoidance of doing the work. And that absence of doing the work most intently during the holiday season, the spirits that rise often spirits that have been denied for not only maybe months or years, but generations requiring us to not only do self-work, but often have to address work that is going undone within a family. Um, I, I, I try and personalize my points sometimes for clarity and so there are those under the sound of my voice that can find themselves isolated, separated from the things that have caused them great harm, great pain, great trauma. 360 days out of the year, but during this portal, particularly during the holiday season that, that follows within days of winter solstice for us here in North America, the challenge of 
denial and not looking at and not feeling those gen as it relates to your family can be much more challenging. And so when you have a monster in your family, someone who's done great harm, someone who's raped, molested, child abused, child molested, served time for um, existing in your family, someone who's caused others great traumatic harm, and then to have others in your bloodline be in denial of that. And quite possibly they want to embrace that person during the holidays. And so now you have to not only choose to be there or not be there, which is often the easy part, to choose to not be present in an environment that you find toxic. The challenging part is addressing the feelings, the emotions, the energy attached with the rest of the family that is in denial of pain, that's in denial of the, the tragedy, Them, themselves having been victims of the tragedy. So it's more than just claiming spirituality. It's more than just claiming to be a psychic or a witch. It's more than just claiming to be a healer, a reader, a visionary. That is indeed work behind this. And if you don't pay some form of of sacrifice in the midst of your uh, consolidated ceremonies of initiation, your trips to, to Cuba, your trips to Haiti, there's going to be some level of deprivation involved, sleep deprivation, food deprivation. Oh, you didn't know that, food deprivation, uh, lack of comfort to some degree. Um, in some traditions, for instance, to become a Sankoma, you're going to spend your entire time on your knees. You're not allowed to stand. So there is going to be some level of deprivation involved in these smaller and more condensed processes involved in, in organized initiation. But those of you who are claiming self-initiation, those of you who are claiming to be free of any institution, any system, any hierarchy, any lineage, <laughs> You know, you've got a long, hard road to walk. It is not the prideful road. It is not the happy road. It is not the joyful road. It is not the, the, you know, road that you broadcast because it looks romantic and it looks invigorating and inviting people. No, it's a hard road of trial by fire, dying and being born again. Some of you have some knowledge of mystery schools, mystery systems, Eastern Mason, and you know about dying and being born again. You know and understand trial by fire. So I invite you to heal self. Self Self-care is the word of the day or the 
holiday season. And be mindful that you might be experiencing happiness and joy and prosperity. The holiday seasons and all of its triggers might trigger, indeed, joyful, happy feelings and emotions for you. They might trigger visions of the past and how things once were and how grandma and big mama and, and them used to do it and big papa and granddaddy and them used to do it. They indeed invoke a time for many past, a time not no longer present with us. And for many today, you have either created and recreated a whole new experience for your holiday that you find fruitful and positive and joyful and beneficial. Some of you are celebrating Kwanzaa. Many as, as other traditions that we don't often include in the traditional Christmas hoopla-la. <laughs> but I invite you to self-care. I invite you to do that which you should be doing, would be doing, all year round. We, we've condensed that now into a New Year's resolution. But indeed, it's a time, this portal at winter solstice, when you might be spending more time in, you might be spending more time reading. Your environment, your uh, neighborhood, your community, your city might not have the best hospitable weather every day uh, during these next 90 days or four months or so. Uh, And so take it as an opportunity for self-care, but also to bring the light within, within your housing, within your living quarters, within your personal space, but also within your created sacred space, also within within yourself. This is a time for those of you who are most sensitive to absence of light in the wintertime to increase your vitamin D intake, but also to work with topaz as a crystalline healing tool, topaz. And if you don't have access to topaz, the lighter, brighter varieties of citron, and in some cases, smoky cords can also help to capture, store that sunlight energy and, and all the rainbow ray of colors that are present in that white light, but also to bring it into your personal space in the in the winter months is to store them in your clear stone. Don't put your colored stones in the in the light. Your colored stones, your amethyst, and and your deeper citron colors and amethyst colors and rose quartz colors will be faded if you keep them in the sunlight too much. So you've got to be careful about exposing anything but your most clearest stones to natural sunlight. As always, I offer you divine all blessed peace and love, joy and prosperity for you and yours. If you indeed have any questions, comments, or requests, do press the number one on your telephone keypad at area code 347. 347-347-347. 
347-215-8967, and I will be forward momentarily. All is truly and indeed a blessing. Ashe. Congo Square. The almost Indians... The Omus Indians prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival. A sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival. Congo Square, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. And as the colonizers came, our host, the Omus Indians, they pushed aside our host. The colonizers came and pushed aside our host and introduced us in chains. And by the late 1700s, we somehow, recognizing the sacredness of Le Place, de Congo, we somehow, and the how of our somehow persuasive methodologies is not clear at this moment. The how is not clear. How our persuasive methodologies worked is not clear at this moment, but nevertheless, even as slaves, we crafted and created a space where we could be free to be we. And thusly, thusly we countered the sacrilegiousness of the French, giving great homage to our ancestors as well as giving praise and thanks to our red-blooded brothers and sisters. This is an oral libation toast to Congo Square, to Native Americans, to our ancestors who made a circle out of a square and gave us a way to stay ourselves, save ourselves from the transformatory ugliness of America, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life and celebrates death with crosses and crosses, double and triple crosses, the middle passage, the first cross, Christianity, the double cross, and capitalism, the ultimate triple coup de grace cross of our captivity. But the terror of crosses notwithstanding, we sang, we beat, we be, we was and is. Hail Congo Square. Congo, Congo Square. Our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated inside the beat of us. Inside the beat of us, our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated, retreated inside the beat of us until we are ready to release them into a world that we recreate, a world harrowed by the beat. Be, beat, being, 
beating being of black heart drums. Heart beat. Heart beat. Heart beat at this place. At this place beat heart beat beat. We beating place in new world space. Beating being in place in new world, preserving our ancient pace. Our dance is the God walk. Our music, the God talk. First thing we do, let's get together. Circle ourselves into community. No beginning, no end. Connected together and singing, ringing, singing in a ring. Second, let's be original, aboriginal. Be what we were before we became what we are. Be bambula dance. Be bonza music. And sing song words which have no English translation. Third, let us remember. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. The bounce, the blood, flow, the feel, the spirit, grow, energy. Must retain and pass on the essential us-ness that others want to dissipate, whip out of us. But no matter... No matter how much of us they prohibit, no matter how much of us they prohibit, deep inside us is us. Deep inside us is us. Remains us inside and needs only the beat to set us free. The beat to free us. It is morning. A sun day, a feel, a feel without shade, but dark, dark with the people black of us in various, various, various shades, eclipsing the sun with our elegance. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us to remember, to beat, to be. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us to remember. To beat, to be, beat Congo Square, be 
Congo Square. Beat. Remember. Yeah. 